right, so um, if you guys want to do you guys homework, so did you guys do the homework? No, just kidding. <laughs> you did the homework. All right. Okay, so you get extra points. So, so last time I and and I don't need I don't need an answer on this. But last time I was teaching a class, I was talking about um, us looking for the needs of this church. What do we need? What does the church need? And how can I personally help? How can you help? Um, so, just keep that in mind. I I believe there's there's room for everybody to be involved, not only in the local church but as the body of Christ church. So how are you helping um, the body of Christ? How are you functioning? What, what part of the body are you, you know, so, uh, so to speak? So keep that in mind, and um, I, don't need, I don't need to have an answer on that, but, um, but I wanted to follow up on it. Uh, so, they, so today I want to talk about limited view, and, and this came up because recently I have my uh, test done on my eyes again so I so to see if I need new prescriptions and stuff and and I wear contact glasses and it used to be 1.5 or negative 1.5 negative one a quarter and then this year I went again and they, they swapped so which is interesting and and then um, and then just this morning was it this morning or yesterday the yesterday I, I I wake up and put my contacts on and everything's kind of foggy. I, I just couldn't see. It was a little bit blurry and I was like, "What's going on?" So, walking around a little a little bit and and I'm like, "Huh?" So I I go back to the bathroom and I'm like, "Let me take my contacts off." And I took my contacts off and I was like, "I can still see it." Pull it out, pull another contact off, and what happens? I fall asleep with my contacts. <laughs> so I put double contacts and instead of seeing better i guess because you know two contacts they should have better vision but it doesn't quite work that way so with all these recent events i was thinking about our our vision and and i'm also nearsighted by the way so without glasses and without contacts i can i can see perfectly right here but it starts getting far away and i i can't really see things get blurry so i need the uh, contacts or glasses to drive and stuff like that so i'm nearsighted and i was thinking about that a little bit and 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 I and I think how we um, as people and in life we also nearsighted, and and I I made a relationship with that uh, to life because in life um, sometimes not physical things but events like cause and effect we s we see the cause but we don't know what effect that's gonna be. So let me draw some lines in relationship to, to this in mind. So um, let's start with that. And, and I want to say that um, we feel comfortable with the things that we can see, the things around us. I mean, I see you guys. You guys see me. I see all this place. But we, don't, we can't see past that wall. We can't see what's on the other side of this. We have to go around it. Um, so the things that we don't see, we're not really comfortable because just don't see them, right? So when you're driving, uh, you're driving and you're driving at night, um, you have the headlights on and you can see. And, and as far as you can see, you're okay. But something interesting happens with this. We, we also get comfortable. We get comfortable with how we're driving and, and if we, especially if we're driving the same roads, the same highways over and over and it's just routine we start to think nothing's going to happen, even though we don't see if a deer is going to, you know, jump in front of us. We don't see if uh, another vehicle is it's got the headlights off and it just gets on our lane and, you know, we have a head-on collusion. Uh, there's a lot of things that we don't see, but that doesn't stop us. We, we get comfortable with the things that we don't see too, right? So... The things we see, we're okay, and the things that we don't see, with time, we get comfortable. So, um, w with that in mind, is you can be um, how do I explain this? You can have faith on on things, 
but you don't practice faith like you drive in a, um, on the road every day. And that's why I think having faith is a little bit difficult sometimes because it seems like it's new every time, right? It seems like the events that call for your faith are not routine. It seems like it's, it's, it's a new event every day. Um, and that's why I think having faith on the things that we don't see is a little bit difficult. Um, so let me come back to my analogy of, of seeing. Um, when, when you go into life, there's things that you see because you're limited on your view, right? So, I mean, there's only so far you can see. And then because your physical eyes don't allow you to see farther than that. Uh, there's also environmental things like smoke, fog, other things that will prevent you from seeing far. Um, there's also temporary restrictions, like, for instance, if a vehicle or semi-truck is in front of you and you can't really see what's in front of that, or if you go to the movies and you have a tall person sitting in front of you, you know, you have to do this thing and, and you can't really, can't really see. Um, but life... It's it's also difficult because so far I've been talking about the things you can see with your eyes, but a little bit ago I mentioned cause and effect. You do things and, and then things will happen. So, for instance, uh, how many of you play chess or at least know the game of chess? Okay, so quite a few. All right. So in, in chess, you know, the, the game is strategy, right? So you do something and... Unless you're playing somebody who truly doesn't know what they're doing, you can really expect anything. But with someone that kind of knows how to play, you do something and you can expect the next move. So you're expecting moves and you can calculate what's the best move for the other person you anticipate and all that. So life is a little bit like chess, right? So um, let's think about kids, all right? Um, when you have a kid and the kid sees children out there playing but you know it's cold outside you know those kids are sick with the flu because you see all the symptoms and then your kid comes to you and says daddy i want to go outside and play you're like oh no, no no you're not gonna go and play but why and then you say well because those kids seem to be sick they appear to be sick it's cold outside and the chances of you getting sick are high so what I'm saying with this is the kid sees what they're missing right now. They're not seeing beyond. They don't see the effect, you know, the cause and effect. So they're not seeing past what's in front of them. And many times us as adults, we are about the same when it comes to God looking at us, right? We're seeing what's in front of us, and, and then we want something. We desire something. Or we start asking the question, why? Why not me? Or why me? In case, you know, something bad happens and you start asking God, why? And, and I feel like sometimes we sound like little children to God because God does have that extended vision. He knows the next move in the chess game. He knows what's, what's out there. He sees past that wall. He can see what's coming. He can see that. It is best for us to perhaps be sick right now. He sees that it is best for us to perhaps not do something right now. He sees what we don't see. And then the questions come up because our vision is limited. So what to do about that? And sometimes we feel like we want to be in control of our life, right? We want to have everything here. I've seen people that prepare um, with food, money, um, medical supplies, weapons. They just have all this readiness, right, at their house because it makes, makes them feel like they have some kind of control. They feel like, if I lose my job, I have enough money for the next six months or a year or what have you. If, I, if, if uh, Russia invades, I got enough weapons, you know, to defend myself and my family. If the uh, food is scarce and, and there's nothing in the store, 
I have enough food in my house to survive for the next three months so I can figure things out. We rely on the things that we can see in front of us. And and I think that's dangerous because that removes the factor of faith that we need to have in God. I do believe that we need to be smart and good stewards and, and do the right things. I don't I don't see anything wrong with being prepared. I don't see anything wrong with being smart with your money and having uh, money aside. I mean, you can see biblical uh, stories about that where people had all those things. But when your faith is lacking because you are relying on the things you have or the things you see, that's where the problem starts. So, just like children, sometimes we behave that way. And and then we have uh, a sick parent or we have a sick child. And we start asking God why. And that why will never be satisfied with any answers that we get from anybody. Because the, the question is not, why? The question that we need to be asking ourselves is, um, what does God have for me in this? And, and God is a good father. He's got good things for us. And you got to read the Bible in classes like this, right? This is a church class. So let's, let's open our Bibles. Let's start with uh, Matthew chapter 7. Um. And you can read verses 9 through 11. Um, so Matthew 7. And we'll start on verse 9. And we go to 11. And it says, Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give a stone? Or if he asks uh, a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? God has good things for us. We live in this broken world. We live in this place where bad things happen. Um... But even through all the bad things that can happen in this world, even with all the suffering, even with all the losses that we suffer, God is a loving Father who's got good things for us. And there should be nothing in your mind that stops you to believe that. If you don't believe that, you need to start praying to God and correct that and start to Work in your faith because God has good things for you, wants good things for you. And sometimes he will allow things that we see as bad. And indeed, they are bad because they call for suffering and testing us. And then we ask why. And, and the answer from God might be because after this, you'll be stronger. Because after this, you're going to be ready for all this coming. Because after this, uh, you'll be able to handle a situation that if you don't go through this right now, you won't be able to handle a, a more difficult situation that I know is coming after this. So all these things that happen in our lives happen for a reason. And God is a good father. And, and, and the reasons that he's got and the reasons that he allows things to happen to us um, it's not because he wants to see us suffer. Just like when Jesus Christ was crucified. Well, Father wouldn't be suffering to seeing his son being crucified. It must be a horrible thing. But God can see beyond all that. He can see what comes after. And the love that was in the cross is much greater than the one single event. So when we see single events in our lives and we think that is bad and God is testing us and God doesn't love me or why is God allowing this to me? When you start seeing all these things happen to you, you got to come back and start thinking, God 
does love me. He wants me to be better. He wants me to do better. So something is good out of all the bad things that are happening. Yes. Yes, yes, we are. And there's going to be a test at the end, so... We should, yes. So, um, and 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 just to keep going on on that, um, it's it's also interesting that we start trusting things even though we don't see them because we get accustomed to that. And and I was thinking, for example, when um, let me exemplify. Um, you learned that word, Annie. So um, when you're driving uh, on a highway and there's a bridge and you have to go under it, you don't, you don't believe it's going to fall on you. You just drive through it. You drive under it. Or you're walking on a bridge or driving on top of a bridge. You don't feel like or you don't think it's going to fall. Um, you trust on things even though you don't really understand a whole lot. Um, I mean, I live in the engineering world, and, and I can tell you, engineers make a lot of mistakes. And bridge have fallen. I, I know of one at least back in Washington State, the narrow bridge. It's, uh, it was national news back in those days. There's still cars underwater because that when that bridge fell. Um, but we don't think about those things. We just do. We just we just go through our lives. And I and I equate that to us seeing it every day. And us seeing other people doing it every day. And, and it make, makes me wonder, is faith similar? Can we increase our faith by practicing or seeing it every day? Um, and, I think, and I think that is true. I think if you see God acting in your life every day, um, then your faith is bound to increase. You, you have to increase your faith because... It's right there in front of you. And this, let me, let's go to uh, my key verse for tonight, Hebrews 11. Um, and I really love this verse. So Hebrews 11, verse 1. 
Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And then the next part says, the evidence of things not seen. And I love the word evidence. <laughs> because, you know, things that you don't see, but you have evidence. You know, and, and I know Pastor Danny has brought this out many times in the past where, you know, in, in a court of law, you present evidence. And then based on who presents the most compelling evidence will win or lose the case, right? Um. Well, faith is just like that. Faith is just evidence. You don't need anything else except for faith. And that's your evidence for, for, for life. Um, in this case, as we're talking, it's in trusting God. And, and I'm, I want to bring another example of blind faith that we have. <laughs> and that's something that uh, I've been dealing with lately because at home, and truly this is been for the past two years now i've been trying to work on a system to get me away from google and and it's been on and off for the last two years and it's been more on in the last few days i've been working on it and working on it and it's just hard so right now if you have like gmail or google maps that or google search engine that's easy to get away from and in our case my family the one thing from Google that is difficult to get away from is Google Pictures because you upload your pictures and it's back up in the cloud and, and you get access to them and, and then Google makes these nice memories for you every once in a while and, and it gets you hooked to having this service, right? But I know that Google is, you know, looking at all your pictures and I don't feel comfortable with that, so that's why I don't want to move away from it. But now that I've been working at home on the server to mimic all that and, and replace it, oh man, I can tell you I understand why it's free because they're getting all the data. I mean, they're getting all your data. That's how you're paying them. And that's a high price. But the work that it takes to have a server that functions, that you can just magically upload a picture and have it ready and be there for years and years and you can go back to it years later and never lose that, it's just amazing because I know in my house, in my case, I enter the uh, wrong code or something and it, poof, <laughs> everything is gone. And I'm like, how do I get this back? Right? And I start working on it and, and it's just, it's hard. It's hard work, especially for someone like me who's not a programmer. I don't know anything about networking, but I'm playing with that thing. And, and, and my, my point here is, we use technology too, and we trust it. We trust technology that is going to work. We trust that our GPS. Like I don't know if you are guilty like me, but sometimes people give me an address and they say they say I'll see you there at, you know, 10:20, whatever, and and it's 10 o'clock, and I know it's 20 minutes away because I already see it on the GPS. I don't worry about looking at a maps or looking at anything. I just grab it on the GPS and drive and let that thing guide me, and I get there, and it works. And we trust on those things, and we don't know how it works. We don't, we don't see what's behind it. Our vision is limited. We just know it works. And that's the same way with God. God will never fail. Google, Facebook, all those things will fail, and they do. And they do. This morning, Facebook Live was failing. Um, those things fail. Um, but do you believe God will fail you? Do you believe God wants to harm you? And uh, do you believe God creates people to send them to hell? If you're a Calvinist, that is. So, we start asking the questions and we say, why? And why do the things that happen to us, it's nothing but a reflection of our lack of faith. We should not be asking God. Let me rephrase that. We can ask God why. But not with intent to accuse. And not with intent of saying. Why me? Uh, out of curiosity. Yeah sure. You can ask God why. But if you just want to. Be like a child. And, and, and God already gave you a reason. 
thinking back of a parent and saying, no, that's two in the morning, it's too late, be here before then. Why? You don't trust me. Well, no, I love you, which is different. And I know what's best for you. Um, so, with our limited vision, um, we go through life, and and we expect things. We expect we expect to be here tomorrow. We expect to be here the next year. At least I expect to see my grandchildren. You know, I want to see grandchildren. That'd be great. And uh, it'd be great if I could see great grandchildren. <laughs> but you know, God will, and I might. But we expect things, and and sometimes we forget that. You know. We might have a car accident tomorrow. We might not be here. So when you get sick and you stay at home for two days in bed because you can't go anywhere because you're so sick and you can't even get up out of bed. And you get mad because you miss, I don't know, a game or a trip to Mexico. (laughs) Um, And then you you start saying, why, God? Why why am I sick? Why did I miss this thing that I really wanted to go? And and you're not seeing the car up accident that you avoided you're not seeing all those things that could have happened that didn't because god allowed something bad to happen to you because it was better for you so the point tonight is we have limitations children have limitations they don't see the cause and effect they don't see what's beyond they see other kids having ice cream while they're nose is running and they're sick they're coughing and sneezing having an ice cream outside without a shirt on and they're playing and you tell your kids they can't play with those kids because they might get sick they only see all the fun they're missing out and sometimes adults we're exactly the same with God we tell God I know better and you're not letting me you are an obstacle to my desires Um, so as usual, my, my classes are dynamic, so I want to make this class a little bit dynamic too. And I also want to break up in groups uh, for a little bit. And, and I want to talk about, some, I want you guys to talk about something. We'll come back and, and then we'll, uh, we'll discuss on that. And um, uh, let me see, what, what we need to be talking about is how can we increase our faith? That's that's the main question I want you guys to discuss among each other. Um, and how can we better trust God? How can we increase our faith? And how can we better uh, trust <coughs> God, which is about the same? And I will throw the first one out there so we get out of the way. We pray for it. Faith is a gift, um, and, and God can give it to us. And I think we should just pray for it, and God will give it to us because he's a good father, and he will give us the things that we ask for, especially something like faith. Um, But just talk and say, what can we do? And keep in mind everything I just said, you know, our limited vision, cause and effect. Uh, We can't really see that far. We don't see beyond what's in front of us because we have limitations on our environment and, and physical barriers and things like that. Just keep those things in mind when you're discussing this. So uh, let me see. I think we can break the group and um, probably half is, is better. So you six and then you five here if you guys get together. And um, I was going to say five or ten minutes, but it might let's just shoot for ten minutes. So uh, 6.41, we meet back in here. Uh, you can pick any place in, in here and, and talk about it. Again, the question is, how can we increase our faith? How can we better trust God? 642, come back here. All right. I didn't think of that. Uh, I'm glad you're here, Danny, because you think about those things. Uh, I will say, uh, make a comment on, you just put a comment on what you think we can do to increase our faith. And and then uh, I think we should just leave the live stream because we still got 
a little bit to talk about. So make a coffee or something and wait 10 minutes and come back. Just it.
All right, so I'm sure you guys had good conversations. So let's let's discuss some of those um, things you guys talked about. Uh, let's let's hear from two or three people things you said, or things you heard somebody else saying about how to increase your faith and your trust in God. Um, thoughts? Yeah, go ahead, Bill. Hunter? The same. Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else? Um, so those things sound to me as a uh, uh, building a relationship with God. Uh, if you build your relationship with God, uh, you can come to trust Him. You can you can come to um, well, and 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 the way you build a relationship with God is by having those daily devotionals, by praying every day, trusting that He's gonna do good for you. And something that works uh, for me is uh and, and my family is we pray for discernment we pray for discernment to understand when things happen to us that will put a wedge between us and god and, and we start driving away we have discussions at, at my house about things that happen that we see and we're like no that's that's gonna drive us away so we gotta start doing this or or we see things that um, sometimes happens with other people that are within our circle, and we say, you know, that's we gotta be careful with the with that because that's gonna create a uh, division. Uh, so, I I think discernment helps us understand what happens in the spiritual world, um, and that, to me, it's a glimpse of view that goes beyond your limitations. Because it comes from God, it comes from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is revealing these things to you. God is showing these things to your life. He is uh, giving you discernment, i.e., He's telling you what's going on, and 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 that will come with you building that relationship with God, you having those daily devotionals, you uh, being accustomed to God. And and I wanted to use this word. Specifically, because a custom is exactly what happens 
when we drive those highways every day. We get accustomed to those highways. So we believe, we start to trust that nothing's going to happen to us and we can go through our daily routine and we're good. We get accustomed to walking under the bridge. We get accustomed to walking on the bridge knowing that it's not going to fall. To get accustomed, you have to be there daily. You have to be there frequently at the bare minimum. And, and you having those daily devotionals, having those daily prayers will help you get there. Uh, at the end of the day, everything comes from God. And, and the Holy Spirit will show you things and the Holy Spirit will help you see what's out there. Now, the problem is we have to trust in God that what he says, it is good. Even when we don't understand it. Even when we see the other kids eating the ice cream out, outside. And we know we can't have that. Because God says so. We don't understand that. And we know what we're missing out. But we know because we trust God now. That what's ahead is better. We're avoiding something bad. Or we're gaining something good. And God will judge us. And he will give us all rewards. Sometimes the things that he asks us to trust him with, we may never see the reasons. We may think we know the reasons. We may speculate on why. Um, like, for instance, one that Anna and I talk about all the time is um, when she got denied for her uh, residency back in Washington State. Um, we don't understand why. And then we come here, and her residency gets approved in 15 minutes in and out of the office. And, and we're like, that's crazy. How did that happen? We don't understand it. Yeah, uh, the attorney was, let me just put it this way. He gave us a big discount. I mean, he sent a check back to us because he's like, I didn't do anything on this appointment. So, and I was like, wow. Um, but why did she get denied over there in Washington State? And we have to go through all this suffering, if you will, and, and questions, and what do we do, and what, what do we do next? What's, you know, what's the next thing for? Even though we knew God wanted us here in the States. Um, so those are the things that we need to trust in God, and, and some of the things we believe is that he needed us here in Alabama, and, and us getting... Uh, denied in Washington State was a, a bridge or a reason or, or, or a piece of the chess game that needed to be moved so we can end up here in Alabama. Um, that's what we think. We don't know. But God does. And we trust in him. So that's all there is needs to be for that. So uh, I'm going to end, and, and we got like an extra 10 minutes, so thank you. you know, unlike Pastor Danny, I don't take that extra minutes. <laughs> um, so, but I want to end with um, discernment. I want to end with discernment. Uh, if you don't pray to God for discernment, it might be a good thing for you. So I encourage you to pray for that. I, I think it helps, and my family helps us understand things that otherwise we may not. Um, so, and, and, and the biggest thing that helps us is we also understand the miracles of God that he does for us in our lives daily. The things that we are blessed with every single day. If you go through your Christian life and you start thinking, how has God blessed me in the past 10 years? And you can't name one thing. Something is wrong. If you can't name one thing for the past year, something is wrong. If you can't name one thing for the past month, something is wrong. If you can't name something that God did for you yesterday, something is wrong. Pray for the sermon. It may help you. I know it helps me. Uh, I will leave you with a few verses that I was thinking about including in this uh, 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 lesson, and I didn't, but... I still, because I couldn't fit them in. Um, but one, for um, a bill said it, it's Second uh, Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, Hebrews 11, 6, 
but without faith it is impossible to please him for that uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarded of them that diligent uh, diligently seek him uh, Romans ten seventeen. so then faith cometh by hearing and hear it by the word of God so just wanted to share those with you might help you on your uh, devotionals for this week so unless there's something else somebody wants to share I'll close in prayer Yes, a big one. And that reminds me, it comes back to the children. Children sometimes will say, I'll do it my way. They go their way. And you watch them. You sit back and watch them with pain sometimes. And they say, you're going through all that because you didn't want to take my advice. But it will, it will come back around. So, all right. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for you being here with us today. Thank you for teaching this class today uh, I pray that your word is, is spoke to, to our hearts to our minds and that we can become uh, better Christians that we can become better servants for you and let us not go um, today to our homes to our residencies unchanged uh, allow the Holy Spirit to move our hearts and change us mold us to the way you want us to be Keep us safe in our way home. And pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.